And welcome to the penultimate season two Flash Flashcast. I am Lisa Schmeiser, and with me, as always, are, t- are I almost said Tony Mozilek, which with me as always is a Phillip horrible Sindelar. lab accident Yay. named Tony Mozilek. That's, that's our Earth 2 doppelganger, maybe. <laughs> Tony so. Mozilek and Philip Sindelar. Yes, there was an accident in the lab. They're all mixed up now. It's only science can tear them apart. It's Phil Mozalek and Tony Sindelar. They're with me as per usual, and we are going to break down this this episode. Um, no spoilers, but we're really going to have to change the My Three Dads theme song after this. <laughs> and um, we'll cover things like I'm No Scientician, uh, Thread Count, uh, and uh, a few other a few other uh, segments, including one I like to call Why Couldn't We Have Had This Black Canary for the Last Four Years? All right. So one of you gentlemen is up for recaps this week. Which one of you is it? It is not me. And I took it on fully because this is the best episode so far this season. Bluntly, period, hashtag, Mm -hmm. fact. We'll we'll talk more about that later. Okay. Well, all right. I'm I'm what they call wrong. So. All right. Let's count this down. All right. Ready? Ready for the metal apocalypse. All right. Three. Two, one, go. Okay, the city is under siege. It's an utter chaos. It is a metapocalypse, if you will. But Barry is not afraid. Instead, he's overconfident because he has speed force. Don't you wish you had the speed force? Caitlin's got a little PSD. She's a little upset. And But despite, you know, Joe wants to keep everybody safe. In fact, his son, that who's that guy? Wally has been trying to play hero. But that's all right. Um, we move on. Barry gets the bright idea to co- confront Zolomon, who is over at the police department, wanting to do some bantering. Banter, banter, banter. But we move on from there. And in this episode serves one particular person better than Arrow has ever served her, and that was Laurel. She became a badass villain all in one, one fell swoop. Black Siren, a key in the in the entire episode, if, if you will, um, as Cisco dubs her dimensional shock therapy as they he comes up with a bright idea to use sound to turn all the metahumans off and put them into sleep time. Um, but what most the most important thing is a family uh, dinner that brings Henry into the fold. He is going to be here and it's a big welcome home. And then Zoom comes, takes him away. Barry zooms off. Who sees him zoom off? Wally. So he knows he's the Flash. And then the worst thing that's ever happened on the show, and I cried hard, Henry Allen is now dead. All right. That was uh, 1 minute 40 seconds. That's all right. Henry deserves it. But as so, but here, it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of action packed, um, and uh, I think uh, you know we got to pour one out for the song "My Three Dads" because Barry is basically down to one at this point after uh, Yo Bardthon of last season went, and Wells is not willing to step in and even be a fun weekend science dad, and so Barry had two, and now he's down to one. So but we'll pour it out. Perhaps someone can play us the, the saddest instrumental ever of of. My one dad, my one dad, my one dad, <laughs> I have one dad. 
Look, this so, whole episode is the loneliest. Yeah. Right, that, but this, <laughs> one the, is the loneliest father that you'll ever have. This episode was so tightly perfect, and it mm-hmm. became a rise. And you know, we could see you know the the Henry Allen. Once you see the whole episode, it was basically mm-hmm. you know this this high level action, and then everybody's feeling really good. And nothing can go wrong in the world, and Henry's taken away from us. And See, I, I actually had a completely different read on this episode. I, I mean, I agree with you that it was like a high point for the season, but for me, this entire episode was just super tense and filled with dread. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called and a good the story. I, it was a very good story, but the whole time I just kept waiting for something horrible to happen. And so when it did, there was kind of that, you know, like the Greeks are big into Ars Poetica and the drama, and they're like, oh, catharsis is necessary because it's the release of tension. And it serves the story. But like all of Act One is is Barry basically, you know, I'm back from the dead. I'm one with the force. Do, 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 do. And he's, he, you know, he's blissed out. He's doing his job. He even manages to like banter with Zoom. And it's, you know, ain't no thing. He's going to beat them because he's a hero. And um, his dad's back in town. Everything's great. He's one with the speed force. He's, he's, he knows ineffable mysteries. He can waft around and he and Iris are vibing and it's, it's, it's great. And even when Black Siren shows up in act two, that's okay. He's got a plan. And the whole time I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God, this is hubris. This is hubris. It's the homarsh. It's the fatal flaw. And meanwhile, while that tension is ratcheting up at the same time, you have Caitlin who's wandering through every scene shell shocked. They don't exactly explain how she got back to the lab in the first place. And so the first time I saw her, I thought, okay, I don't know if the show made it clear that she came back of her own volition because she has faith in her friends being able to take on Zoom and evade the terrible punishment he promised. Or is she now a double agent because she's like Stockholm syndromed and she's justifying this as a way to save more lives. I, I was like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? Or- with Kate? Well, I, I honestly didn't know whose side she was on. And yeah. so this whole at this whole episode, I was I was waiting for her to turn or I was waiting for Zoom to show up and like Caitlin did her part. And then Caitlin's like, that's right. I did. I love him. Um, and so, uh, you know, watching how her story arc unfolds and it turns out, no, she's wandering around shocked because she has PTSD, but she still manages to rise the occasion and then she's healed because friendship, like that was still an incredibly tense storyline for me. And so this whole episode, I was just on tender hooks. And then when they have the celebratory um, meal set to the song Ophelia, which I love, by the way, um, I was like, oh, this is not done. You can't have a happy ending. We have one episode left. And the, the next episode is literally not going to be 44 minutes of Barry and Iris holding hands and playing with puppies. Something, you know, oh, no, <laughs> something is coming up. And it did. And it was kind of a relief. Like, it wasn't a terrible surprise, but it was a terrible shock, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there was a lot of kind of conflict throughout this episode where mm-hmm. we've got Mystic Barry back from the Speed Force and he's just walking around being all zen and like, like you kind of want to see that, mm-hmm. but then you have all the other characters being like, hey, wh- when are you going to wake up? Like yeah. things, things are real bad and like you're, you're going to be a liability. And it's sad because like, you, I mean, I think that the, the episode does a great job of basically presenting that tension for the viewer where it's like, you like that Barry is confident and Barry feels like he's going to win. And then they take that away from you. So <laughs> but good. you all, like, cause you so also good. know, like, like he's going to get tested. Uh, I was not prepared for that level of, yeah. uh, of, I guess, brutality. Um, yeah. Cause like, and you know. I mean, maybe we'll see Barry go a little, little dark and a little morose, but like I feel like he'll come back, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. that's what he does, right? Is he, he 
he he he can't be turned into a uh, into a dark villain. Uh, okay, can we talk about hero. that for just a moment? Because this this goes to I literally have no idea what's going on with Zoom. Like I I still don't know what his motivation is because in this episode yeah. it reminds me of like the end of the movie Seven where Kevin Spacey's on my yeah. sin was envy and so I had to chop off Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Sorry, spoiler for a movie that's like nearly twenty years old. Um, so my sin is envy, and I, you're like really, really this whole thing where you're setting up increasingly grotesque ways to kill people is because you wish you were Brad Pitt. That's and like. <laughs> This is beginning to feel like that, where, like, first Zoom is this world-conquering big baddie, and he hates that Barry is a hero, and then it turns out that he's an abused kid who didn't have the benefit of having a stable adult step in like Barry did, and now, like, he takes over worlds and does terrible things to people because he wants, like, an evil speedy bestie. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Because this whole, you and I are not that different, and if I'll I'll kill people to prove it to you. And I thought, you know, you, you killed... You killed off, uh, you know, you, you kill off Barry's dad, and it's very sad that Henry is gone. It was a terrible scene, and yes, I cried too. And it's sad that you killed him, but there is still a world of difference between abused child watches one parent murder the other versus grown man who has already made the decision to let one parent get killed for the sake of timeline watches a lunatic murder other parent. Like, Mm-hmm. This is this is not a nature versus nurture thing. This is nature has already won this battle, Solomon. <laughs> I think we I just might don't, be so I don't a get what too, he's doing too close into the Solomon character. I've given mm-hmm. a lot of thought to this season as we're getting close, and we've been real hung up on Zoom's mm-hmm. plan. And I know that it technically storyline it's important. But I'm mm-hmm. willing to now just go ahead and absolve him of having a plan based upon based based upon a horrible thing which I happen to see today because of the Slack channel, uh, the preview for next week. Oh, I thought when you were talking about horrible things, you're forced to see because of the Slack channel. It would be the the discussion of um, user published fiction on Amazon that we went into. <laughs> I have not. I have not watched the preview for next week, but I heard people. I I, I, I saw people griping about it, and I was like, yeah. I won't seek that out. I'll just go into it cold. Yeah, I'll don't be okay. See, don't I seek. Saw it. I mean, and it's just yeah. No, don't if because sometimes know. promos are just not good, right? I mean, and that yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean anything about the episode, right? Well, um, Mad Men used to. Have, did did either of you guys oh, yes. ever watch Mad Men? Because they had like the yes, worst. the promos for those were were like like fascinating because they yeah. they literally told you nothing about like what was going on. So. Oh, it was amazing. It was it was uh, like you know this button and they'd focus on a button for 30 seconds you're like what does it mean and then the next week like no one's wearing clothes with buttons on it <laughs> but uh yeah those so, are, there were so many great things in this episode there, and i'm just still so confused about who zoom is and what he wants there was one little interchange of between zoom and black siren about his orders that gives me hope that zoom mm-hmm. has some kind of coherent plan mm-hmm. where he talks to her about what buildings she's destroying yeah. and that there's it basically implying there's specific ones he needs them destroyed, but also to do stuff so it looks like it's random. Mm-hmm. So that makes it seem like yeah. there's something yeah, going yeah, yeah. on yeah, good in pull, Tony. Central good City, pull. Earth 1. Yeah. Um, but like literally in my notes, it's like I wrote, does Zoom actually have a plan in all caps? Because like... <laughs> That was, like, the first <laughs> reference to a plan. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, like, he's got an army of metahumans that gets taken out in, like, about five minutes. And it's like, you probably spent, like, an hour shuttling all those people mm-hmm. over from Earth, too. Now, what um, What if you were taking buildings down 
in order to, I'm just freestyling off the top of my head. If I'm going to merge Earth 1 and Earth 2 together, and there are buildings that I like on Earth 2 that have been, you know, maybe like, you know, no, not disparaging 7-Eleven, but maybe there's a 7-Eleven on our Earth, and the Guggenheim is on Earth 2, you know, to me, you know, you go ahead and level the 7-Eleven so that when you merge, mm-hmm. the Guggenheim from Earth 2 mm-hmm. is on that particular plane. Oh, like on that I, particular I like corner. I, so he's going to like collapse together Earth 1 and Earth 2. That would be a pretty cool uh, kind of cataclysmic end of end of season thing to do. I don't know it would also what science really mumbo jumbo. F- oh, it would make for a super fruitful season 3 where people just keep running yeah. into their doppelgangers or like, Also, all the, you all could imagine stuff. like mm-hmm. A crazy culminating thing where a speedster on Earth One and a speedster on Earth Two have to do something together to save yeah. save the world or save mm-hmm. both their worlds, right? Uh, well, and well, I'm the like, question is: is one speedster might be like, "Listen, I hate you because you murdered my dad, but let's let's save your planet." Mm-hmm. And speedster number two is, "No, I need a best friend. Let's blow up my planet." And then it's I just... I mean I, I feel like there's so many things they have to do in this like and there's like 42 minutes of flash left. Yeah. Um, so, How are they going to do like, it? Yeah. The man in the iron. The, here's my question: Is like, mm-hmm. are they going to meet up with the man in the iron mask, who I am like ninety percent sure is like Earth Two Henry Allen? Right. Oh, so we uh, have a, we have a a a, a uh, listener who sent me a theory. Mm-hmm. His name is okay. David, and I asked his permission to read his theory on the next podcast because this is super fruitful. I'm use that word twice. I'm sorry. It's on, I have fruit on the brain. Um, <laughs> So this is what this is what David says. He says, quote, my theory is the man in the iron mask is Barry Allen from the 1990 TV series. He hidden doing flash stuff winds up on Earth two parentheses a and he loses his speed. He finds out his doppelganger on this Earth is named Henry and has a son named Barry. So he takes an alias based on his mother's maiden name and his brother Barry in the 1990 series had a brother named Jay. He starts working to get his speed back, goes home, runs into Zolomon. Say the story about Zolomon starting to lose his speed is true. So, Jay Garrick and Zolomon work together. Either uh, either Jay doesn't know who Zolomon is, or he's forced to. And then either Zolomon steals his identity, or due to Velocity 9 slash Speed Force slash comic book science, he taps into the memories and personality of Jay, i.e. Barry 1990. Thus, how a serial killer can effectively fake being a scientist. It could also be that instead of Jay, parens, Zolomon being a fabricated identity, but part of a split personality... Um, Solomon has a split personality so instead of everything Jay saying is a lie everything he says is actually true and he's not aware of that my only real piece of evidence for this is we say several times that when Barry and Cisco went to Earth 2A so far we've seen all but one of the images in the show up in the show's proper so he theorizes that Zolomon is somehow working with Henry Allen, who has become Jay Garrick because Henry Allen is a different doppelganger on, on Earth 2A there um so I had never considered saying, that. That John kind of blows Wesley my mind. Ship, John Wesley Ship is going to be in the mask. I think that's, so. I, that's. I think this is what this I, reader I is so heading too. for. Yeah, this reader is I, now saying. I think so too. Mm-hmm. So that's a, which could lead to another. Oh God, poor Barry. Can you imagine if he like undoes the mask in the season finale next yeah. week and sees John Wesley Ship, and then he's like, "Okay, great. Two of my three dads have." living doppelgangers and are not actually the people I think of as dead, but I have to look at them every day. Like, does season three begin with Barry having a nervous breakdown? Because that would seem to precipitate it. Anyway. I think I think it's I think it's absolutely what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I like that that listener theory a lot. It's very okay. complicated. Uh mm-hmm. it's it's tricky. There's a lot of details in there, so it yeah. means that probably some of them can't be right. But uh 
but it's solid. I, David I, saw I, I don't, this through. Yeah. Did, yeah, did, I don't. Did, I don't anybody, think there's anything in the show that you can say like, no, that couldn't be that because yes. of this. Did yes. we have Henry David, Allen on the draft? Um, I don't remember who who we had in the draft. It was so long ago. I know. I, I can't remember if I. I'm consulting my document. All right, the document. Because yeah, we. I, I believe I had oh. said Henry, if I if I'm not mistaken, but I may be wrong. Oh, you did. I, yeah, because uh, I think I just went for Thons. I think I think my so, I think my we draft was Thons all the way down. To be clear. Mm-hmm. We never we never did a draft for Man in the Iron Mask Identity. We no, we did draft. it for Zoom. So, oh, yeah. so that's Henry right. Henry Allen was your Henry Allen was your your round one Zoom pick. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, <laughs> technicality, um, different <laughs> different mask. All right, different mask. Well, I don't get to win so, this one. No, we n- none of us win. No. Um, can, can we no, can we just no. say that this would also <clears throat> be extremely good for Arrow if mm-hmm. this um. Uh, which I'm gonna call it. Um, Laurel was if to, Black Siren. Yes, mm-hmm. if she comes over to back over to the Arrowverse. Yeah, and seriously, I, I don't let's think just that's, be honest. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I, I don't think that's gonna happen just because I think a lot of Arrow viewers have so much baggage with the um, with the Laurel character. Period. But my fervent hope is that when they do do a crossover in future seasons, somehow Black Siren gets free and she does end up uh, romping across the crossovers and then Team Arrow is all, okay, what the what? You know. Um, <laughs> they did, I mean, it, I think mm-hmm. it is significant that they like they locked her up in jail because they've been killing a lot of metahumans, yeah. especially Earth 2 metahumans. Yeah. So I think they're saving her. And, like, we might get one or two more episodes with her. Yeah. Um, I mean, Which I kinda, I'm fine with. I, I, I am fine and I'm not because at this point I think if Quentin sees another doppelganger or another version of a, of a daughter he's already buried in a cemetery, he's going to lose his mind. <laughs> and I feel so bad for poor Quentin, um, even more so now that I've caught up on Legends of Tomorrow. And uh, I'm sorry, but I, I feel I feel like they're I feel like you, you, you don't put a, you don't put Laurel in jail if you're not planning on breaking her out for a crossover. Later. That's right. And, um, and she was awesome. She was a in phenomenal this. character. Yes, she was amazing in this. Um, more presence. And she had such incredible presence in this. And she was a character who knew what she wanted and went for it. And basically, she was everything that poor Laurel Lance was not over four seasons of Arrow. It was kind of frustrating looking at what could have been. Um, if uh, if they had gotten clarity on her character much much earlier in the show's run and gone that direction with it, um, that and I believe um, no wait I'm wrong I was gonna say I believe that the um, that the uh, black siren I was gonna say I believe that the black siren um, Caitlin Snow conversation constitutes like the first Bechdel test pass in the show's <laughs> history, but then I realized they talked a lot about Zoom, so no, they're still talking about a dude. Um, one of these days, one of these episodes will do will, will will successfully pass the Bechdel test. One of these days, it'll happen. I live in hope. So, <laughs> so we have that. Um, I just there there was so much to like about this episode. Well, and mm-hmm. Wally now um, knows that. <laughs> Yeah, we we haven't even mentioned the Wally subplot. Oh, dude, yeah. everyone knows at this point. Like, um, the character that Amanda Pays was playing was all oh, Mr. Allen, and he's yeah. all, like, at this point, Barry may as well just be like, oh, by the way, I, I, you know, how many people know? Like, it's the- I like like when he gets in the car with Wally, which is also funny because it's like the Flash doesn't need a ride, but you know, you did he, the Flash did appreciate you sideswiping as a villain. That's right. Um, <laughs> but he does the thing like where he hops in the car and then he starts blurring his face, and it's like. Well, I saw your face, but yeah. you know, you, we got to keep up appearances here. I um, think they're all just high on. So, 
I also like, I don't know if you noticed, uh, Wally's car, the mm-hmm. color, the like, uh, color choices for his car mirrors the, uh, color choices of the suit that yeah. Wally West gets to be when he's in the, in the comics. Wally West suit is like silver and red. His car <sighs> is silver and red. Oh, that's uh, nice. I thought that was cool. I did not know that. And that's awesome. Oh, great. Yeah, no, by the end of it, when, when Barry zooms out, I'm like, what, whoa, what, what? <laughs> was someone so, going to tell me this? Was I the only one at the party who did not know this? <laughs> I like that they had a party, even yeah. though it got interrupted. And, oh, yeah. that, you know. Uh, how, does everybody feel, how does everybody feel about the whole, uh, uh, you know, my wife happens to do hair for a living. And so I know mm-hmm. that changing your hair color from that dark, as Caitlin did, to Killer Frost level would take a few hours at minimum. So, I mean, it's probably a, it's a wig, it right? Cisco's got his, his cosplay co- closet that he's, like, ready to roll. Okay, 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 okay. Because, like, they all, they all just, they they were, like, he's, like, in his trunk of his van. He's just like, oh, yep, wigs. Was, that, was that, like, was that, like, and his And no one is wig? surprised that he has women's clothing in that yeah. cosplay. No one is surprised well, that Cisco also has a full complement of female It's a costumes. unisex wig. Thank you. <laughs> but Caitlin had the leather bustier and everything. Like, how, why does Cisco have that and, well she has that that's like that's I was gonna say or know. do you know that maybe he's like invented some sort of laser measure where like Caitlin's passing through the door one day he's all blip okay got the measurements I now I can they've take the leather cat suit they've got lives they've yeah. been to one or more raves they're, you know, <laughs> they're students yeah so I also I guess my question is you know zoppel, doppelgangers from different worlds have different handedness so this raises two questions which is one why haven't we seen earth 2 as the glorious society where at last we left handers dominate and two um when did zoom have time to figure this out like is he giving intel briefings is that what he's doing when he was zipping around is he zipping back to like earth 2 going by the way they're they're different handed than us zip by the way the coriolis effect is something completely different on earth 1 zip by the way like i had an image yeah well cuz he had he had everybody there in the police station and he gave his like his rousing like battle cry speech yeah. i like the image that like he did that and then a couple seconds later he's like okay now here's orientation oh, he like then pulls the out projector came out. he's got slides yeah he's got he's got a 30 <laughs> slides slide deck of like here's what you need to know about earth 1 we call it earth 2 cuz what <laughs> we consider where we're from earth 1 <laughs> like before we let you loose like <laughs> There's no Atlantis. You can't go to Atlantis. Yeah. Um, they like also, South America of, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I also, I mean, some of, I mean, they, we didn't get really a lot of story or any close-ups really of any of the metahumans. They mainly mm-hmm. seemed to, uh, their strength was in their numbers. I was particularly unimpressed with the one who was just a purse snatcher later. And it's like, yeah. and then Wally stops him. Yes. And it's like, you have been brought to another universe and, and you're your going to steal a purse. And then burst into purple flames. Like, what do you think? Like, <sighs> like you probably, you can't even spend that money in your universe. Yeah. What you do you, yeah. Are you just going to put it on eBay later? Again, I'm, I'm stuck on the handedness thing because again, as a le- I'm left-handed and the world is not built for left-handed people, which is fine. We're, we're, we're you know, we're a physical uh, minority. World, Why we our world is we're the sinister. There is a world for you people. There's, right? You know. So the, the, so the thing I don't get is why did we not see... Why has handedness not been more of a big deal? Are, are we saying now mm-hmm. that Zoom is ambidextrous? Like, or why does he not instinctively reach with... 
what I'm saying is this handedness thing could have really come in a lot earlier in the series. Like you could have had awkwardness in the lab where Harry is constantly trying to hand Cisco things with his left hand. He's dropping them because he's used to having people on his left as opposed to having them on the right with a workflow. Like the workflow would be right to left there if it were, if it were oh. different or place settings would be different. And like Harry and Kate, Harry and Jesse have no problem with this whatsoever. Lisa, and neither you're does up a great Zolomon. You're, until you're like all of a sudden it's like a, a, a perfect all, all point. of a sudden it's like a plot thing. Mm-hmm. The perfect point that you're making is that you're saying details within the season are not coming to fruition in a way that we can we can trace them back and say, oh, that's why. And yeah. that's been the problem of the season. You know, we just haven't had that good interlink between it. It seems like everything is a rush rush job to get to the next mm-hmm. episode rather than trying to link them together. Yeah, because if we had if we had had this like slowly revealed over time, where first you know you just see Harry and and Jesse you know kind of given the cocked eyebrow at Forks being on the left and and they're constantly bumping elbows into people and then another one is Harry drops something in the lab, and um, finally um, Jay Garrick goes to shake with a left hand and sounds like all right what's going on they explain well it's because you know left handedness is dominant and it's weird on this world because it's mirror image like then that would have been a nice little background thing. And the whole scene where uh, Black Siren tossed something at Cisco and he catches it with the right hand, that would have been a great opportunity for everybody in the audience to be like, ah, he blew it, you know, because Cisco would not have physically and instinctively remembered the hand in this thing. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to let it slide. I mean, it's like, I think it's like the way the TVs in Earth 2 are all vertical. Uh-huh. Like, I think they're, you know, what I want, I'm, I'm sure some fan has poured over the because there's only a small number of earth two scenes mm-hmm. um and i i want to know that somebody has poured over it and like determined like you know look no here you can see you know harry wells wears his watch on this arm and eobarthon wells wore his watch on the other arm and yeah. um but probably i wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't hold yeah. up to scrutiny no. so um, this is maybe where comics might have an advantage over TV. The way that comics is developed in TV is is you could probably lay more Easter eggs like this in a, in, in a comics medium, and then when you have the reveal, people have the satisfaction of flipping back through and going, "Oh, oh!" Whereas with TV, it's not like we go through and rewatch every episode leading up to this one to stand by our assertion that oh, it's this way or oh, it's that way. <laughs> I guess I'm just fixing on this because it it seems so. It, it's such a physical show, you know, because you have you have these people fighting each other and speeding along. And it seems like since handedness is such a big part of physicality, like, I feel like that should have been telegraphed better or, or a, a more explanation should have been given. It did seem weird. I mean, there's all this stuff that we, the rules about doppelgangers are still confusing, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. there's people that have siblings that don't have siblings and like... Like, how much are some doppelgangers different from others, and some doppelgangers are metahumans and some are not. Um, and, I mean, there was the question of, like, wh- why is uh, Jay Garrick called Jay Garrick? I like the idea of the assumed identity name, because yeah. mm-hmm. um, that that makes more sense than some other kind of confusing, like, why a name wouldn't be, you know, why would a name be used in... And they, there are other ways they could still explain that that I'd be okay with. Um, uh, but yeah, it's we still haven't gotten all the info, and 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 some of it just seems like ah, eh, they're just kind of. It, it did feel like somebody thought of that scene when they were writing this episode, mm-hmm. and that that wasn't really like a pre-established like that's how doppelgangers work kind of deal. Tony, um, Tony, you're an so. expert in a certain on a certain movie, and I believe that the movie that I'm gonna bring up has this event happening in it. The movie is called The Core. 
Um, and there's the, one of the finest movies about the journey to the center of the earth uh, that is available. Correct. Mm-hmm. And um, on, on Netflix streaming. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, and so is, am I correct in that birds fall out of the sky due to magnetism of some sort? Yes. Uh, they go, they go crazy and they, and there's a scene in London with bad CGI birds and the birds freak out and fly into buildings. And that's like a common, like, you know, like there's an apocalypse, like yeah. rats sink, uh, rats fleeing a sinking ship, birds the start migrating. The animals are always so the first to know. The animals panic, right? So, so the, the birds Tony, hitting in the building. Yeah, Tony, in your expert opinion, then, on magnetism it's and, bad. and that kind of thing, would you say something might be going on in that way on Earth, too? It looked, I liked your idea. I had not thought of it. I liked your idea that maybe Earth 1 and Earth 2 are being collided. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's clearly there is some major, major, major catastrophe happening in Earth too. Yeah. Um, that, and that was neat because I thought the like I thought the birds was a metaphor, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And they they started they dropped that a bunch, um, and and that was not resolved this episode. That's going to play into next episode. It's interesting, interested that Cisco to... doesn't peg the birds falling. I mean, maybe he thought it was about Black Siren uh, as like a canary reference, mm-hmm. or yeah. I don't know. Um, I was curious also about, so we have Caitlin mm-hmm. who's having these like kind visions of visions, of right? Yeah. Like, are those visions? Is she just having post-traumatic stress or like, is he is legitimately Zoom, checking like, ghosting up on around? Yeah. Yeah. Or has she been like, you know, like had some kind of like memory like implanted in her or something? Mm-hmm. Cause there is the whole, like, how did she just get walked away? And like, yeah. it seems like she's on team good. Um, it seems but like, like, but like, remember, but I wonder choice. if she's mm-hmm. like, she is an involuntary participant in some kind of trap or, or yeah. something. I mean, this is um, the thing is like, cause he, he's like, well, here's your choice. Is your choice can you, is, is, is you can be my lady or you can go back to your friends and rest assured that I will kill them as kill you as brutally as I kill them. And then we see her back, um, you know, at star labs and uh, like, there is literally no line of dialogue that's, oh, Caitlin, we'll make sure you don't get killed brutally along with the rest of us. So she clearly hasn't told them, or rather, we don't know, but it seems like, narratively speaking, she has not told them about mm-hmm. the threat that Zoom made against her. And then she hallucinates Zoom, and she's really jumpy and fragile the whole time, and she has her speech about how he's taken everything away from me. I don't trust. I'm, I'm afraid all the time. I feel weak. I feel powerless. And... um then you're like, okay, at least at least she's talking it out. And then you realize that, oh God, this is this is probably how Killer Frost gets started. And then mm-hmm. she changes in the outfit. And she's like, well, it was really easy to channel that. And I thought, okay, maybe they're putting down the origin roots for Killer Frost on this planet too, where Caitlin might have like a personality break. And she spends all of season three vacillating between the two and they're trying to figure out how to make this work. Because woman goes crazy woman goes crazy from trauma is is a tired and, and, and true comics trope. And uh, I can see them using it, you know, let's confuse trauma for character development. Here you go, Caitlin. And um, off they go from there. I worry about her is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be sad if they like made her the big bad for season three, because yeah. I like her as a part of team flash and as a good person as, as, and not yeah. as a villain that would get killed off or, yeah. or dispatched in some way. Agreed. Um, and I like, and I like, I like the, the, the theme on the show is, is, you know, the family that you choose and the, mm-hmm. the idea is that star labs is very much its own family too. And there was even some reference to that this episode when, um, Black Siren is talking about Black Canary, and Caitlin's like, we, we loved her very much. 
And, um, you know, that implies that Team Flash considers Team Arrow like part of their big, uh, uh-huh. part of their big family of metas and uh, vigilantes as well. That's a mistake. So, <laughs> well, they're, they're they're not including Rip Hunter and the rest of Legends of Tomorrow in that definition yet, so I think we're still good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no British people, please. Right. <laughs> American heroes. Yeah. So. Legends of Tomorrow from our current timeline. We don't want. We don't need any time traveling immigrants. That's unacceptable. <laughs> oh, jeez. Am I going to get mail? He's going to give the politicos a new new platform. No, no. I think that's like the best quote I've ever heard. We don't need any time traveling immigrants. Oh my god, that's great! I wish I had that gift for words. Um, <sighs> so, we also we got to see Cisco uh, use mm-hmm. his powers in a totally not completely controlled or replicatable way. <laughs> it's like he, wetting your pants, except with meta powers. <laughs> yeah, he gets to. Well, I mean, they could be. I mean, I don't know if that's a long term thing, or yeah. I. I feel like there are a lot of pieces here mm-hmm. for like just a crazy season finale where like Wally is like, no, I'm here. I'm going to do, I'm going to help by driving my car around and Cisco can maybe uh, vibe some stuff and, and shoot his, you know, sonic mm-hmm. waves. And uh, maybe Jesse will be able to do something. Yeah. Um, like, you know, that it seems like there could be a moment where like they need a third speedster and she's the, the, the ace in the hole. They are and doing then, a lot of winking in the storyline yeah. with her. And yeah. like, like, come on, Dad! I'm fine. We don't need to check me yeah. again. And then Harry loses his mind with fear because it's one thing when it's this group of people that he's grudgingly helping and, and mm-hmm. all that, but it's another when his daughter's like, "No, I'm in the mix now." <laughs> yeah, so, so, I do want. They even they had a, a Hartley Rathaway reference that yes. he helped them out with their Sonic advice via email because the actor's not going to make an appearance. I know. Uh, but. I, I want him to show up again someday. Um, what I kind of want to just... have happen is Leonard Snart gets spit out from whatever terrible time travel hole he was in. And I'm saying it that way so as not to spoil what's going on in Legend of Tomorrow. I kind of want Snart to get spit out for the finale. Lisa Snart rolls up in an 18-wheeler and leaps out and Snart leaps out and they begin like ice gunning at, at foes too. Just just bringing everybody all, you're not cramming my earth into your earth. <laughs> just mayhem everywhere. <laughs> Well, but you know, we would I, I, if if we merge the if we merge them, then you do have um, Mayor Snart. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is true. You do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that there's a Mayor Snart running yes. around. See? That's oh great. God. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that'd be the greatest thing ever. Uh, yeah. Let's Keep be cool careful about the greatest yeah. thing ever. You're right. You're right. Uh, that was hyperbolic. So that's, that would be a, that would be delightful. We... How about that? I would be All delighted right, I, yeah. to see that. Uh, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Well, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think I'm hoping that this final episode will be exciting and mm-hmm. ridiculous. I am not. I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for Zoom's strategy making sense anymore. No. Because, like, it just doesn't hang together. And it's sad because the Reverse Flash did a pretty good job at hanging together in season one. Mm-hmm. But, like, especially Zoom has done so many things, like, over and over again. Like, how many times has he killed people in, like, yeah. a spectacular way on camera? Or in front of a crowd of people to prove right? to us that he's really bad, yeah. like multiple times, and it's like, buddy, if you got to do that more than once, it ain't working. It's like, like telling someone you're classy. You're if you have spooky. to tell somebody you're classy, you're not. If you have to keep killing yeah. people on camera, you're not that scary. <laughs> and like, you know, the guy that does the voice when he's wearing the zoom mask is great. Yeah, um, I really, I, I like the voice, and in fact, it's kind of like they have a lot of scenes where, uh, I mean, I guess maybe it was to play up the creepiness, but. Like the amount of scenes where Zoom is not wearing his mask, especially when he's talking to Caitlin, I don't know. They don't they don't play quite right for me. I mean, it's like 
it's yeah. and it's still just it's confusing what's going on yeah like, you know here is this menacing superhero are you? Mm-hmm. yeah Here, menacing superhero when he takes off his mask he sounds like your financial planner Caitlin, <laughs> i really feel like you should, he should his, <laughs> i think there's something about like his hair it's yeah. like i don't really believe that zoom wakes up every morning and like parts his hair nicely <laughs> Like what? What product is he getting? Um, it's great because his hair is great under that mask. Like he pulls it off, and it's not sweaty. It's not matted. He doesn't have hat hair. Of any yeah, it sort. should look. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also there should probably be a decent amount of like st- like static electricity issues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just out think of hand, you know, Tony, out of hand. <laughs> Mose, we need to bring your wife on this podcast so she can talk about superhero hair and what's possible and what's not. I am yeah. serious I mean, as a heart attack because I believe that Barry, I believe Barry Allen's hair works because Grant Gustin has an amazing head of hair. Like it's, it's just, it's the type of stuff that angry bald billionaires wish they had. Um, but you know, I, I have serious superhero hair questions such as why don't more of superhero and supervillain ladies braid their hair back before a fight like aren't they afraid of it getting pulled things like that and i, feel I know like the mma flyers do it yeah yeah we did kind of have that with i've already forget her her name was it trajectory um yeah yes. it was uh yeah. trajectory she had the kind of like cornrows kind and of so dread, cool. dreads thing going yeah. right so it's and a little a, more uh, of it's like that urban, makes sense urban villain well, yes and, and in legends of tomorrow there's this um and, and again, apologies to those of you who have not worked through your DVR backlog. There's actually a scene where you see um, Sarah Lance working as a hired killer again, and she's got her hair all braided back so that nobody can get to it. And it looks great. And hey. I, I was like, why don't they do this more when they're fighting? Like, why? who who thinks that having hair fly around is an asset in a fight? You know? Well, now, Lisa, you can start to answer this question. I mean, you've got longer hair. How long would it take mm-hmm. you to, to uh, braid it back? I presume, like, if these are people who can do backflips and so on and so forth, like, it's going to take maybe 10 minutes tops. Well, like, you're to get out of the shower, gross, they do it. Gross physical, you know, mechanics versus, mm-hmm. you know, very tight, you know, finger dexterous yeah. type things. I, I don't know if it's hmm. the same. I don't know. Ask your wife how long it would take to do some French braids. I'll, I'll go ahead no, and I'm, get I'm notes serious. on this. I'll get some notes on this yeah, for but, the finale. No, but, I feel, yeah, because yeah. this is a question I now want answered, because this is the thing about- This podcast needs more primary research. That's, that's... <laughs> it does more primary sources who can answer our stuff. Yeah. Um, so you know what? Uh, I think we're all, do we want to like stop and pour one out for Henry Allen here? Or um, are we well, just like, well, since the character was off in the woods most of the season, I, you know, we're not going to miss somebody who wasn't here? Or shall we? Shall uh, we... It's still sad. Yeah, it's sad. I'm not going to lie. Sad. And, you know, I drank a full mm-hmm. bottle of water. Uh, not water, wine. It was called Slaughterhouse. And while I was watching the episode, full bottle, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. And um, so I was extremely misty, and I want Zoom dead. I want him, his head cut off on a pike. Yeah, I think you mentioned that on the Slack channel. Yeah. I, well, and I said you, some other you words. Were very, that maybe very, when, you, were, yeah, you were very was, gutted by that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I was gutted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I you, I feel like you kind of saw it coming for a couple of reasons. One, Henry is like, oh, I'm at peace and I'm back where I need to be, slugger. And oh, hey, there's a lady who's interested in me and does not think of me as a wife-killing maniac. And, and um, 
you're like, oh, things things never go this well for anybody ever on TV. That's something horrible happening. And then again, um, there is the whole Barry bounces to the episode feeling invincible. And there's the power of friendship and then the power of parties. And so you're like, oh, something terrible has to happen. So you knew it was, it was coming. like Sons of Anarchy all again, all over again. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, very good analogy. And they had music at the end, just like Sons of Anarchy. Uh, but um, you know, at the same time. Um, Part of me is like, really, you're going to do poor Barry Allen. This is terrible. The things that happened to him, you know, this this almost feels like overkill for this poor character. Like he doesn't have anybody now. He's going to meet Batman in like season seven, and Batman will be like, "Criminals killed my parents," and Barry will be like, "Join the club," and Oliver will pop up and go, "That's right, join the club." And Batman's like, "Wait, what? Is this the darkening of Barry Allen? Because say it ain't so." I hope I not. think he's gonna he's gonna dip into the dark, but then he's gonna like he's gonna find the true meaning of happiness and friendship and family within him. And it, if he yeah. if he dips like into the dark for more than twenty minutes, I will be super disappointed because I think yeah. that's not like what this show is about. And um, Joe will be there, and yeah, and Wally will be like Barry, I'm the brother you've never had, and now I'm your brother, and also you're very fast. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also you're very fast. Yes. That's how brothers talk. Yeah. So. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so story so, checks out. No, yeah, Joe, because Joe is Joe is basically the er papa of this show. He, he's he's the model of fatherhood for everybody else, and so his his work is kind of cut out for him here. Um, mm-hmm. That said, I have a feeling this is going to also throw us back on the Barry Iris thing some too, because Barry. Oh well, changed. that was already initiated. Barry's like, yeah. "Hey, uh. do you want to go for it?" Yay! Let's go for it, sister. But then, like, but then, like, his dad dies, and he may be like, "I need some time to get my head together, and maybe not date the woman who was raised with me as my sister." And she'll be understandably upset, and Jill will have to have heart-to-heart talks with him, and we'll all cry because they're very heartfelt. Um, so maybe that's where we're going with that. Yeah. Well, I, for one, am looking forward to. The next episode. I'm not looking forward to the end of the Flash season and, and having to go the whole summer without Flash. But like, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to this next episode. Uh, I have hopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? When have I ever had high hopes that have been dashed by popular media? Well, Never, as no. far as I can remember. No, have so. the episode won't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, one uh, thing. So the homework that I'm setting for the three of us for this week is we have to figure out what we're going to do for our summer for, for our summer hiatus programming. Because we've tossed around a few ideas, but we haven't committed to anything yet. So what we will do, dear listeners, between this week and the Flashcast finale is we will figure out exactly what we're doing for our summer recording. And we'll let you in on it so you can watch along with us or follow along. And, uh, we'll, and, and we'll tell you what's up, okay? Sounds That's good. Our yeah. All right. So I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, if this were TV, this is where we would start playing I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin and running the slow motion soft focus montage of Henry Allen. Um, please to imagine it in your head as I say once again, I was Lisa Schmeiser and with me were Phil Moselak and Tony Sindelar. Good night. Good night, nerds. Good night.